Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Congratulations to Guy and Stephanie in getting their new loft, live-work loft, not in downtown Los Angeles, but in West Hollywood. Also, we have some new information for you about making money in a falling economy. Uh, if you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. Yeah, so congratulations to my clients. Uh, I helped them to find the perfect live work. They were looking in downtown LA. They were looking West Hollywood. They were looking at various different neighborhoods and they found this particularly good place in uh, West Hollywood. So I'm real happy to be able to find them a place in West Hollywood and with a nice three-story place with a nice big nice big patio balcony terrace with beautiful views and a really pretty neighborhood. Let's go, let's go this way, sweetie. All right. And so uh, in today's L.A. Loft blog, the L.A. Loft blog today, L.A. Loft blog, they we're getting a tiny bit of traffic, so the economy is starting to come back a tiny bit. But it is a Sunday. Um, always got to take advantage, take advantage of everything that seems like a negative and make sure it's turned into a positive. Like, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan, not a, not a big fan of closing down the whole economy, as you all know. Uh, I think that that was a huge mistake. Uh, gonna, I agree with the 600 doctors and lots of others who believe that it's going to actually cause more uh, loss of life and more suffering to close the economy than to leave the economy open. Because you have to account for the lives that are lost due to uh, the loss of money, the loss of jobs, the loss of um, you know mental ability, stability, and happiness, and uh, all the cascade of crises that happen when you do something as extreme as shutting down the world economy, you have to account for not only the suicides and stuff that people mention, but also uh, all the other things that happen, all the mistakes in communication that happen when you're wearing a mask, you know, you tell someone to do something that's important or life-threatening and you've got the mask on, they misunderstand you and they crash the car or they crash the truck, they crash the tractor or the trailer or they accidentally fall into a giant meat grinder or a, um, you know, just a million things that can happen when you 
when you can't really hear somebody clearly through the mask, like you order something with no nuts uh, and then it has nuts on it or whatever, strawberries or whatever you're allergic to. They can't hear you because of the damn mask and then you go into anaphylactic shock and die. So those are just a few minor of the millions and billions of potential problems um, that happen. Uh, not just because of the mask, but because of all the things surrounding the unusual, uh, the very extremely unusual situation, uh, the really radical and crazy situation of shutting down the global economy. All the bad things that happen when you run out of money, your car runs out of gas on the bridge overpass, a dangerous situation, you have to walk on the freeway. There's just literally millions, billions, trillions of things that can go wrong when uh, businesses are running out of time and money. And then people are doing uh, things. Uh, being at home is, in general, safer than being somewhere else. But uh, bad things happen at home, especially if you're not used to being home on... Uh, as much as you are, you're doing, you're trying different things, and then you're accidentally uh, poisoning yourself at home, things like that. Um, so, one thing is for sure, when you're wearing a mask, you're breathing in more of your own carbon dioxide. Not only your carbon dioxide, but all of your own toxins are, you're rebreathing. So... I can tell when I'm wearing a mask, I'm more sensitive than the average person. I can tell if the, what, any particular water is more healthful or less. I can tell if the air is more healthy or less. And I can tell that the air that I'm breathing is less healthy when I'm wearing a mask because I'm breathing harder and uh, feeling less healthy from that mask. And everybody's different. So some people are more sensitive than others to various things. So for me, wearing the mask is definitely something to be avoided because I could tell that I'm not getting all the oxygen I need and I'm getting uh, more, uh, you know, waste uh, to toxins than, uh, than what I should be getting. Go around. Go around. Other way. Go around. Go around. Wabi. Go around. Other way. Other way. Go around. Go around. Other way. No, other way. Wabi. Come on, you're being a bad wabi. Come here, sit. Sit. Stay. Stay. Come. All right. 
As usual, I'm walking my dog. He tries to fight with other dogs. He tries to... Uh, he wants all the other dogs to know that he's the boss, even if the other bo- dog is ten times bigger than him and across the street. He still needs that other dog to know that he's the boss. So he's stops paying attention to me and starts trying to jump into the street and gets himself wrapped around a pole and all kinds of stuff. That's what happens when you panic, when you get anger or fear that's controlling your brain instead of letting uh, logic and goals uh, dictate your actions. Logic and goals and uh, logical solutions. And it's okay, it's okay to have emotions because even when we're doing the most logical actions with the best plans, we're still it's still based on emotions. So that's okay because we are emotional people. But it's just when we throw logic to the wind, when we throw our goals to the wind, and especially relying on crowds, I'm lucky that I'm just genetically not predisposed to follow crowds unless I don't know what I'm doing, then I follow the crowd. If I'm in Rome, I've never been in Rome before, the crowd is going a particular direction uh, because it seems as though they're going to, uh, you know, like to the tourist, um, the tourist attraction that I'm trying to go to. Uh, then I'll follow the crowd. I'll learn enough Italian to also ask them, you know, is this the line for this particular tourist attraction? And then I'll follow the crowd. Other than that, I'm not following the crowd. If the if there's smoke and fire and I'm at a concert and I'm not sure if the fireworks are, are supposed to light the walls on fire, that, then I'm out of there. I'm not waiting for the crowd to panic, cause a stampede, and then get stampeded and trapped and burn to death, like what happened in the station fire and what happens in so many other uh, mass panic. And when it comes to diseases, deadly diseases, epidemics, mass hysteria is normal. Mass hysteria is to be expected. So if you study from history, we already know to expect mass hysteria and panic and bad decisions. It's already been written for us. <laughs> if you're not reading the Bible every day, whether or not you, you're, you make sure you're reading the history books. The reason I mention the Bible is because it's, uh, it is one of the best history books if you're looking back for, you know, 2,000 years ago. So, um, and then you do your own research. You don't rely on your allies to feed you every, all the research. If you are a Democrat, you don't rely on the most liberal of Democrats to feed you and tell you what to do. If you're a Republican, you don't rely on, on the right-wing wackos 
to tell you what to do or to tell you what the truth is. Because that's where people are really falling short. Not, not everybody, not the average person, but uh, a lot of people, including a lot of leaders that we hear from, that are not telling the truth about where to find the truth. Most people who went to college learned either before they went to college or at college how to find the truth. Can you remember that? You probably do. If you're listening to me, you're probably I'm probably preaching to the choir. But sometimes young people listen to me or people who don't necessarily have the same background or line of thinking. The way to find the truth is not from your one trusted friend or your one trusted source or your political party or your favorite magazine or newspaper or your favorite website. The way that to, to find the truth, now this has been around a long, long time, probably ever since college was invented, is by, get, get by learning all of the sides of the story. All of the sources of the news, all of the sources of the information, and all, especially all of the dissenting opinions, all of the different, all of the opposing points of view, all of the stated concrete facts from official government news sources, of not just your own government, but other governments. All the sources. The mainstream media and the alternative media. And if you know media, alternative media, the alternative media of today becomes the mainstream media of tomorrow. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. And things change, viewpoints change. Official recommendations change. There's a million, countless, countless instances of the federal government giving information and it turning out to be wrong. You don't need to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in conspiracies. I don't believe that it required two people or 20 people to to assassinate JFK. I would not rule it out 100%, but I generally do not believe in a conspiracy theory unless the conspiracy has been revealed by trusted sources who were part of the conspiracy or who saw it from the inside as it was happening and they can give a compelling testimony. Okay. Now, just because someone seems halfway smart and they have a theory, that's not a reason to believe it. So, that's how to find the truth. Now, we were talking about COVID and all that, and our current situation today. So that's why we listen to Fauci and. Um, whatever her name is, Burks. And we listen to other doctors who disagree with them. And so you can put it all together. 
most people, not everybody, but the average person has a brain that works like mine where you can take different sources, different information, and assign uh, a level of um, quality. Say you believe Dr. Fauci is a, a nine on information quality. Say you believe that Dr. Brooks is a, an eight and a half on quality, information quality. And say that you believe that the uh, ABC Nightly News is, a, is, a eight, is an eight. And then you listen, uh, listen to other sources. Uh, listen to some wackos like uh, Alex Jones and so forth. I don't even know what he has had to say on, about COVID because I haven't listened to him since, really since COVID has been, uh, been uh, on the forefront and everything. But, uh, and that leads us to investments. So we want to hear and see what all of everybody is doing regarding investments. Who's making good investments? Who's making wise investments? Who's making money now? Who's losing money? So we really want to pay attention. So I just included in the LA Loft blog today of you know where do we where are we really going to be making money from so the answer one of the big answers is uh, technology especially technologies that reduce costs technologies that reduce um, you know technologies that yeah that, that that reduce costs that's really a focus the internet is one of those. The internet, smartphones, they increase convenience and decrease cost. So a lot of the services that we use, some of the most valuable services that we use the most are free or very cheap. Um, if they're advertiser supported or they're supported by their premium members and so forth, those are generally we would say pretty cheap if you just have to spend 30 seconds watching an ad and that pays for it or, or if you um, don't pay anything but the you would pay something if you you know use the premium membership that's that's usually a pretty cheap service so that's what we're focusing on for real estate is uh, getting more value. This is an excellent opportunity to provide more value if you are in the real estate industry like I am. You want to provide more value to home buyers, renters, sellers, landlords, and investors. So that's what we've been doing. That's why just a few days ago we let people know that they're not going to have to pay for um, rental lease application fees. Because people have been, that's, that's a factor now. People don't want to pay that extra 30 bucks or 60 bucks or $120 of application fees and then, 
And then if they get rejected, then pay it over and over and over until they've paid like maybe 500 or $1,000 sometimes of application fees, rental application fees. So that's just something, anything you could add value to your customers or add value to a new industry. That's where the money is. Also, making money from falling stocks. This is something I've repeated two, three, four, five times over the last year, year and a half. Shorting stocks. So those who shorted stocks in February, January, February, made like an instant 900% profit. So we need to be making those profits when markets are falling. So we're just, it looks like we're just now beginning like the second big leg, down leg of this greater depression that I predicted and other people were already in a recession, we're already in a depression by some measures. So it's easy to just come on board now and say that we're in a recession or depression. It's not quite as easy to say that you know, uh, in December and last year and the year before to let people know that it was coming, which is what the L.A. Loft blog that I did and the L.A. Loft blog did over the last year or two. It's also something to, like, just tell people that something's going to happen and that nobody cares, like a, a Cassandra. So it's really important to me to not be a Cassandra Someone who's good at predicting, but nobody listens, nobody cares, nobody puts that to good use. So that's why I give people direct and immediate and exact actionable suggestions for them to take to implement it. That's why today I mentioned short, shorting stocks. Shorting low quality, like thinly traded, low quality stocks of smaller companies. So the government's not going to be directly propping them up. Like, you don't necessarily want to short JCPenney right now uh, or Hertz while other people are trying to prop it up, while the Fed is trying to prop it up. You want to. Um, short the smaller low quality bad stocks because there'll be no usually nobody there to rescue them so when they crash when the stock falls and your short goes up massively profit for you uh, nobody nobody will be interfering with that Another thing is Bitcoin. How many real estate agents have you heard telling you to sell your home and buy Bitcoin? Uh, you've only heard one. Me, because I happen to know the math of Bitcoin and the math of real estate and the basics of economics. And in some ways, the advanced stuff in economics. I know... Uh, 
I know the advanced economists, you would expect someone to know if they've had a few economics courses and many decades of paying attention to economics and implementing it. So, that's why when I suggested, I didn't tell anyone to sell their house and buy Bitcoin, but I told people the, the math and the economics behind doing that for the few people who would do it just to show that I know what I'm talking about, talk about something interesting. Um, to me, it's interesting anyway. And when I wrote that article, if anyone had went ahead and sold a property. Now, it would be smart maybe not to sell the house that you're living in. You could do that if you want a big, huge risk. I know I saw at least one family that, that did that. Probably more than one family. and Probably a lot more single people did that. But if you own two homes and then you sell one and buy Bitcoin with that, now that could make a lot of sense. In fact, it's not a matter that it could make a lot of sense. It already did. Because anyone who did that at the time that I wrote that article, which was mm, a little over a year ago, their, the, their net worth has already more than doubled. So they've already made that money back plus some if they did sell their house and buy Bitcoin. And that's just the beginning because Bitcoin has not even had a major run-up. <laughs> Once it has one of its major run-ups where it goes up about a thousand percent, then you return instead of being a hundred or two hundred percent, your return is going to be closer to a thousand percent selling your home and buying Bitcoin. So, and you can find all these things easily that I've written on the LA Loft blog. Just go to www.laloftblog.com and once you go to laloftblog.com you can search in the little search box in the upper right corner. You just type in sell your home and buy Bitcoin and you'll find that article. You'll see the date that I wrote it. Do a tiny bit of easy math and you'll see that, yeah, you've already would have made more than your money back. You already would have doubled your equity or your net worth on that deal. So buying Bitcoin, shorting stocks, and the other one is gold. We don't expect gold to massively shoot up. Not like Bitcoin, not like shorting stocks. But gold has the tangible, the historic proven value and proven results. Short selling is the riskiest and most profitable thing to do right now when you expect 
another major leg on the downside of the stock market. Buying Bitcoin is something that you do when you've done a little bit of research and learned what Bitcoin is. What are all the things that makes it valuable, truly valuable? By the way, Bitcoin has real technology. It's a real technology that allows you to do many things that could not be done without Bitcoin. And, and it is a high-risk investment. Well, Corey, how can something be all that valuable, wonderful, amazing, and useful and be a high-risk investment at the same time? Well, number one, it is. It just is. And I'll explain why. Because it does give people the ability to leverage and to speculate. Just like the stock market does. Just like gold does. Just like the dollar does. So, that's why. Because some people will over-speculate. Some people will not really know when to put money in, when to take money out. A, a lot of people, a lot of people will do it backwards. Another reason why I say don't, don't, don't follow the crowd. Don't just go into Bitcoin saying, well, I, I really don't know Bitcoin that well, so I better follow the crowd. No. If you want to follow the crowd in any investment, especially something like Bitcoin, you need to make sure that you're following the, following the crowd in before the crowd gets there and then get out and get your profit before the crowd gets their profit. I know you're probably thinking, Corey, that sounds kind of complicated. How do I know when to do that? Well. There's books about it, but just staying in touch with me is easy. Just fill out one of the forms on the LA Loft blog, request some information on anything, and uh, you'll be getting some Bitcoin investing information from me. Um, it may take a little while, but go ahead and fill out a form now, and uh, you will... You'll be hearing from me. You'll get the opportunity to, to get more details on when you should be buying Bitcoin and when you should be selling it. Because there's a couple different approaches to that. Basically, there's a short-term, medium-term, and long-term approach to when you want to uh, buy and sell Bitcoin as with uh, any investment. But I want you to get value, more value out of this, listening to this podcast. So I'm going to tell you, buying Bitcoin right now is one of the best times to buy it. Then after it has a huge run-up of like 
300, 500, 1,000 percent, go ahead and sell most of it. Get all your money back, plus a lot of profit, and then keep some of it. And then when it has another major crash, buy some more. This way. Uh, that's probably enough to talk about today. So thanks for listening about the West Hollywood live work lofts, live work condos, and about what are the best investments to do, about how to profit from the falling market. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo, or house, or private preview is available upon request. Call 213-880-9910 now. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks again. You take care. Bye-bye.